ఆదివారం వారు మా ఆదిలాబాద్ వచ్చినప్పుడు ఓ చిన్నపిల్లని తీసుకొచ్చారు మీరు తీసుకొచ్చింది గోండ్ల పిల్లనండి అయితే వాళ్ళకేమైనా రెండు కొమ్మలుంటాయా ఒక కాపరుంటాడు పులిని పట్టుకోవాలంటే వేటగాడు కావాలి ఆ పని చేయగలిగేది ఒక్కడే సార్ బాణం కన్నా విలువైన నీ సోప తినా సొంతం అన్నా గర్వంతో మనలో కలిసిపోతేనే బ్రిటిష్ ప్రభుత్వానికి ఎదురు తిరిగిన నేరానికి నేను అరెస్ట్ చేస్తున్నాను తొంగి తొంగి నక్కి నక్కి కాదే తొక్కుకుంటూ పోవాలి ఎదురొచ్చినోడిని ఏసుకుంటూ పోవాలి చాలా ప్రమాదం ప్రాణాలు పోతాయిరా ఆనందంగా ఇచ్చేస్తాను బాబాయ్ ఈ నక్కల వేట ఎంతసేపు కుంభస్థలాన్ని బద్దల కొడతాం పదా Would you not want me to wear my hat like this? It just looks like you have an enormous head, which I would still love you if you had, but it's just you're not wearing a hat I do properly. Have a, I do have a large head. Yeah. Can you even see your face on the recording? I guess it's lower vantage point than me. Yes. I can't fully see your eyeballs when you, you turn. It looks like I'm like trying not to make eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm nervous. What's that like? If you can't see me, I can't see you? Yeah. Yeah. if like the truck the trucker mirrors mm-hmm. well i'm nervous i'm nervous when i'm around you so i can't look you <laughs> but uh welcome to movie humpers i'm bob shim i'm angela we like to watch and discuss movies any sound you hear that's weird snort snorty snoring probably a dog just laying around farting us. any farting is a dog yeah not me i've never done that <laughs> they do fart a lot though So for movies or gay month. Yes. We hit that A tier a lot. Yeah, we did. Like we're ha- I'm having that issue again where we're not seeing like a lot of bad movies. Mm. And I've scheduled a lot of a lot of categories out forward and I think we'll hit some averages out there. At some point I should block out a month for just movies that I think are going to suck. know that you need to do that but maybe i don't know you're just really good at picking movies we need and to you tend to pick some great ones and we also there are just things we want to watch and they end up being very good i feel like we're most likely to hit bad movies on our like roulette yes or the random generated or the at the movie but this month we got a double category mm-hmm. uh the first one which we're hitting on today in this discussion is essentially catching up 
Yes. On some movies that came out last year that were very, had a lot of buzz, mm-hmm. be it Oscar or otherwise. And our second one is Strange Romance, which we'll get yes. on Fridays. Which I am so excited about. And on Wednesdays, it will be one of both, and then we'll hit in the theaters by the end of the month. I think this month, there's going to be a lot of high-ranking movies here. I can just tell just from looking at it. Mm -hmm. We might even hit some S-tiers here. I've been wanting to see this movie for a long time. Like, word of mouth, this movie is became very big in India. Uh, It is actually shot in the Telugu language initially. Okay. Which we watched the Hindi dub with yeah. English subtitles, mm-hmm. and you noted how their mouths didn't seem it to didn't line, up. line up. I knew we weren't on the right language. That's because it was it was originally filmed in the Telugu language, wow. which is separate from Bollywood. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the Telugu they call it Tollywood. <gasps> uh, the Telugu language is spoken in southern and states in southern India. Okay. And I, I guess they got a film studio there and they're putting things out. And this movie just kind of like came out of, felt like nowhere. They spent $67.1 million on it, which is fucking huge. Yeah. For any other country to spend that much money on a movie. Only yeah. Americans really are like, yeah, a couple hundred million, that's fine. I mean, they used the, every bit of that money. And now granted... Certain things, specifically CGI. But they did so much of it that it kind of, like, it kind of bounced, like, it kind of makes sense that that's how much money they spent, even though the quality wasn't perfect. And I was kind of annoyed that they, they made a point at the beginning of the movie to, before it even starts, to say that no animals were harmed in this, they're all CGI. Because as soon as the movie started, you could tell they were all CGI. But it was almost like they were just saying, like, hey, just so you know, the animals are not going to look real. So just, like, get into it. When I'm sitting here watching this movie, <laughs> and let me tell you straight up, RRR, we're talking about the movie RRR by S.S. Rajamuli. RRR by S.S. Rajamuli. Yes. This no movie... T-T-T in there. This movie uh, blew my mind a little bit. Yeah. It blew my balls out my pants. <laughs> Okay, For every that. like little flaw, yeah, I would see something would happen that was fucking amazing. <laughs> that, was, that was bonkers. Yes, and this is what you know. We we praise movies for their realism when they do when they have that yeah. that certain you know we like documentaries as yeah. well. So when we do get like convincing realism in movies, we are satisfied with it. Absolutely, but movies do not have to be realistic. No, and that this is movie- not. Often you really don't want them to be for good reason. Yeah. Movies should be escapism. There's a place for all of that, but movie we definitely want movies to have a fun escapist quality to it. I feel like it's one or the other for me. Mm. Like I either want it to be really serious and like rip my guts out, or I want it to be so fantastical like that it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was a superhero movie. It was. I guess we haven't. We're not getting into the ratings yet. Is this the greatest superhero movie ever made? I think it is. I think it is. I mean, listen. I know we're going to revisit some really great ones later in the summer with like the original Superman. Yeah, I love the first Batman. Batman. Yeah, but as far as those like, are good. The original Superman with like Christopher Reeve and the the '90s Batman, like I, those are like always going to have a place in my heart. But this movie. I was like cheering and jumping and so excited. This movie. It was so 
beautiful this, and weird. This movie is <laughs> this movie is three hours and six minutes long. I loved every second of it. And when the <laughs> and, and, and when the movie ended, I was like, I could go for another half hour of watching British soldiers get killed. Absolutely, I was like, now give us the next chapter. <laughs> I want to see all these men in their like orange pants with their guns. Come on! Are you a are you a Rama girl or a Beam gal? Are you Rama or Beam? Ram. Really, he's the he is very handsome. I love Beam. I think he's I'm, adorable. I'm a Beam guy. That's just me. <laughs> is it Rama or Ram? I thought it was just I think Ram because I, I think it was spelled out like Ram. He had I don't know. Apparently, this movie is a highly <laughs> fictionalized account of the director. There's uh, a, they're based on a couple of Indian revolutionaries back in the early 20th century. Aww. And uh, the Beam character was really based on a guy who was from a small village. And he was revolting more for environmental reasons mm-hmm. at the time. Because, yeah. I mean, this is British. This is a period piece. So it's like around 1920 when all this shit's going on. Yeah. And I uh, was not sure. And the Rom. Rama, the Rama character, I don't think he was um, a deep cover British policeman, but the character he's based on really was trying to disperse weapons amongst mm. the citizens mm. to fight back against the British. Now, I will say as far as like their mission and their goal, like or, or like the characters and their stories, Beam really got to me. And their their timeline is the hot one. Their timelines, like they're at different points in the country. Their timelines don't really overlap. So the yeah. director just basically wondered how these historical figures would be if they were buddies, and decided they'd be best friends, and, <laughs> and gave them fucking superpowers. Essentially, I, love it. I mean, one's just really badass soldier, and the other is like connected to the wilderness and is very strong. And one is like fire, and the other one is like water. And it sounds corny as shit, and I'm not going to say it's not. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. At the beginning when they were doing chapter introductions, which didn't last longer than like the first 45 minutes, once they came together and they could do that like fire and water, but they kind of introduced like the story, and then the fire, and then the water, and then fire and water came together as this imagery, and I hope you flash up like that image because I, I was I was sort of at first like, this is dumb. But then by the time it was like fire and water together, I was like, yeah. I think you're right. When you're when we're starting this movie, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about it because yeah. I know movies from India. They're very going to be very intense melodrama. There's going to be singing and dancing somewhere. And there's going to be a big song at the end with like dead people come back to life, and it doesn't make any sense. I was like, okay, I'm expecting for bombast. I'm expecting deep melodrama. You got it. 
So yeah, as in the first hour, I'm going back and forth, back and forth. But I am pretty much locked into these characters. Like Rama, we only see him as a police officer for the British. So I'm hating his guts for the first hour. Yeah. And then you get in like halfway through the second hour, you're just like you're in it. You're gross and like, how is this going to go? And there are some things you can definitely question, like the CGI. I, for one, um, admit, admittedly, did not really care for the the relative of the evil governor, the girl that Beam I didn't encounters. like her either. CGI complaints, but honestly, you could always redo this movie and clean and do better CGI if you mm-hmm. want, mm-hmm. especially since this movie made, like, a lot of money, but her character, where she's the nice white lady, eh. I didn't understand why Beam was so in love with her. I understood him wanting to use her to find Mala. Yeah, because he's trying to find this little girl from his village that her aunt stole. That's what sets Beam off from his village to go incorporate him in Delhi, to because yeah, his niece. They're just all family. They got they yeah. call each other brother and sister, but they're just all one big family. Right, right, yeah. and yeah, she literally got sold into servitude. Yeah, so it's they kinda, tricked her mother into so, taking some money. So it bothers me, and they hit her in the head with a stick. And every I time someone they killed her mom, every time someone gets hit in the head with a stick, that stick explodes. Right, yeah, heads are hard. So that's kind of why I didn't like the good white girl character because she's still related to the evil guy and still keeps the. Like, at any time, she could probably take this servant girl and just walk out and be like, okay, you could just go back to where you're... She could... Well, she has she that ability, take her back. She? she would have to find out exactly where she came from and take her back. You can't just let a child go. I really... But also, she would have probably been in trouble if she did that. I really wanted, and maybe this isn't the movie to do that, obviously. I kind of wanted it at the end when the, when the screws are being put to that evil governor and the fucking... The people who... The the Brit the British occupiers are dis- are displayed with such dripping villainy like they are the most evil people you've ever seen in this movie a yeah. purely anti colonialism anti imperialism movie straight across the board but I, at the end I kind of wanted that the good white girl to be like when the screws are coming and they're coming down that she's like look um. These, this is my family. We're doing your country a favor. Look at your, look at your sister. She's got like such a better life here. Like I kind of wanted that. It's kind of like a good cop, bad cop thing. And it's like, well, the best a cop could be is a personally nice person that turns a blind eye to the system that they honestly cannot overchange. Because if they go against it, they will be forced into retirement or like you know in certain specific cases even worse okay two things Mm -hmm. i did not think that that actress was the greatest no but i do think that obviously if she took this child away and took her back she'd have to take her all the way back she didn't know that beam was there to get the girl I do, she was, like, trying to, like, buy her presents and make her feel more at home. So I feel like maybe that's all she thought she could do for the girl. But if she'd known that Beam was there to get the girl, and as soon as she did know that Beam was there to get to the girl, she told him exactly what, how to get to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. he helped him get the girl. But he didn't tell her who he was or why he was there because they didn't get to that point of trust yet, I guess, before the shit hit the fan. But, I don't know, but she didn't get the chance to like actually do anything good until the very end. And But honestly, those are my only complaints. 
Yeah. Everything else was fun as fuck. Fun as fuck. Yeah. Rama is a secret. He's a British police. So we see him in the beginning, like some dude throws a rock. And so we get like this 15 minute action sequence of Rama beating back all of these protesters just to grab this one guy. And it's so over the top, like the details of the action. And then I'm sitting here watching this and I'm thinking like, if Zack Snyder just knew how to put passion and spirit into his movies, he could make this movie because the way the action sequences are, we've seen him do things like that, like flickers of these moments. Yeah. But the problem with Zack Snyder movies is that they are completely devoid of any kind of passion, mm -hmm. any kind of humanity. They're just kind of like dry as shit that thinks that just... This movie has the, the goofy posturing, but it also has the soul and the spirit. And that's what it's based in. Yeah. The whole thing, once you finally learn what's happening, is that Rom is there. The only reason he does that is because he's trying to make special agent or special officer or whatever. Yeah. Because he wants to be in charge of gun deliveries so he can take all the guns back to his village. We don't find this out for a long time. But he is driven by the passion of wanting to, like, save his village and doing finishing the work of his father, who he saw gunned down in front of him, you know, and his mother and his brother. And he's, like, trying to, like, save his village, but also everyone. Like, his goal is to, I think first arm the village and then arm the other villages like arm anyone who the british yeah. are trying to take over so his goal is like really huge and he doesn't even see himself he's so like singularly minded until he meets beam because he doesn't let himself make any friends and they meet by rescuing a child as a, a bridge is exploding from an oil train and it's like they immediately knew the same shorthand like they were making, he would be like bruh, 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 and they would like know what to do with each other i was like i don't understand what's happening but it was so great it was like he could just look at him and be like you there and then he's like yeah i'm gonna tie a rope around my waist and ride this motorcycle over the side of the bridge like what? yeah and the other guy's on a horse and like i mean and we come back to that at the end yeah, yeah. when they're on horse and motorcycle again oh yeah, yeah. which is so interesting <laughs> because the guy who's been with the british people for like four years is the one that's on the horse and the guy from the small village is riding a motorcycle everywhere but uh whatever uh, but, but also the whole thing is like you know beam is there to get his his family back because they tell the story at the beginning about like this guy tries to warn them he comes and he's like listen you need to understand that where you took this little girl from they are going to send someone to find her and he is not going to stop until he kills all of you if he has to yeah and they don't believe him yeah they're yeah. like whatever whatever and this it's, is when it's, he's kind of like the like in like in the first john wick when dude's trying to explain oh. that this dude is a fucking like stone cold and no one gets it and like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Until like, you see No, him. no, he's like badass. He has the power of tigers and shit. Like, yeah. And so, you know, even though Rom had done this, like, amazing feat of beating off, like, hundreds of men alone. He, he did beat off hundreds of men. He did. He didn't stop until no. every man was beat off. Yep. He beat them all off. All together. It was a mess. So, yeah, uh, movies are always a little <laughs> gay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So they only let they only promote white men. 
So then there's this option where they say, okay, apparently this guy is coming and he's already in town and he's going to try to kill everybody to get this girl back. So we need, they don't say why, I don't think. I don't think they say it's because of the girl. They're like, he's coming and we need someone to get him and whoever gets him can become a special officer. Yeah. And so then he's like, this is my mission. He's been working for four years and he keeps getting passed over because mm. he's not British. And so, and he's doing it so he can get uh, weapons assignments. Yeah, he's so he can get redistribute the, the arms. And it's the only way to do it is to become a special officer. And so he's like, I gotta catch this man. They save that boy together because the boy's like in the water, surrounded by fire. Some terrible course of events happens, and then they have this like love scene. There's like, it's like it is. It feels like. Yeah. Bro love. I mean, they have like a montage of them hanging out together Look, and like going around town. It's so lovely. Friendship is just romance without the sex. Absolutely. And unless you're friends with benefits, but all friendships are romances, right? Yeah. Truly. If you really, yeah, you love some, if you're really true friends, you love that person. Yes. And they're part of your life and your heart. Like, absolutely. But they never, they only give certain amounts of personal information because they're both deep cover in their own operations. Yeah, they're both trying to protect their mission by Rom not sharing too much. Rom thinks Beam's like a Muslim dude. Yeah. Yes, because he and he's got some friends with him. They're all living with this Muslim family. And, you know, he calls the woman mother, even though she's not really his mother. You know, like, you, you that's just how they address each other. Yeah. Like, mother, father, brother, sister, everyone is family. And so these people have taken them in, and they're, like, they're connect there. And so they're, like, family. And he even brings Ram over to have dinner. And there's this really sweet moment where they're eating and Beam's eating with his left hand. And the mother is like, how many times do I have to tell you not to eat with your left hand? And he goes, well, I just, it gets the food to my mouth faster or whatever. Yeah. And then Rom has this memory of his little brother when they were kids eating with his left hand and his mother saying, don't eat with your left hand. And mm -hmm. him saying basically the same thing. Like, it's just, I'm just so hungry. And so you really, you understand why they're so, why they love each other so much so quickly. Yeah, they just are bonded that way. Absolutely. And, uh... But they both have their agents their journeys so they keep not crossing <laughs> paths we first see rom kind of seem the first hint we get of rom being like maybe not as bad as we think he is is when he's torturing this guy mm -hmm. and the guy like has a serpent and he like throws it on him and he attacks him and it's like this the very venomous snake and so rom is like well i guess this is it i'm gonna die so then he just lets the guy free. Yeah, he's like, enjoy And he's life. like, I'm live sorry, you know, he kind of caresses him. And he's like, go and live your life. And then Beam, who's the tribal guy that knows all the secrets mm -hmm. to deal with that kind of shit, mm -hmm. ends up saving Rom. And it's during this process that Rom realizes. Well, Beam tells him everything. Yeah, yeah. Beam tells him the whole story. And I did love that moment because then when you know, when you understand, when you then learn the story of what actually happened to Rom when he was a kid and why he's doing what he's doing, it makes so much sense because the only reason he was torturing that man, because he doesn't disagree with what they're doing, the only reason he was torturing that man was for the greater goal. Of the of all of the country. Yeah, when he was like, oh, I'm going to die. I can't finish my mission. There is literally no reason for me to hurt this man. Yeah. It is not, it, it's not even something I want to do. So Beam has an attack onto the governor's quarters, the palace, the set mm -hmm. that they built that is the governor's mm -hmm. place. 
And it's not just Beam and his buddies. Literally, this truck comes and crashes, and Beam comes flying out, crouching tiger, hidden dragon style. I kept thinking of that movie. <laughs> with all of these wild animals, tigers, like horned elk and shit, and they're all like flying out like a bunch of like animals. Mm -hmm. So the animals are loose and they're attacking people. In the people. middle of a big party, too. So they're yeah. like everybody. They're, so they're attacking all these British soldiers and shit. And it is an insane scene. And like I said, the CGI, not so hot. Mm -hmm. But the, wha the the insane ideas that are displayed kind of compensates for you seeing the uh, okay Absolutely. CGI. Because you could not have done that at all without those being CGI animals. And that right. moment was glorious. Yeah. It was amazing. While they're preparing to go there, like getting this truck already and everything and sneaking in... Rom is getting better because Beam helped him. And then he truly has like a, a total breakdown where he punches like six or seven holes in his wall because he just realizes that like, I now have to go and he may have to kill I'm gonna his have friend. To get my friend. If not kill him, I'm going to yeah. have to stop him. Cause the thing was, is if you kill him, you get a bounty. If you bring him alive, you get to be a special officer. So he had to, and he does get beam because yeah. A, a great action sequence so good happens and rom is in a position to where he tells beam like either surrender or we'll have to kill your sister but he does he's not able and never able to tell him why yeah he doesn't they don't ever get to have a conversation to explain it mm -hmm. but yeah he basically has to give up because they're going to kill mala if he doesn't and, and he asks and he gets publicly tortured and but beam won't kneel and Rom and Rom's trying to like trip him so it looks like he's kneeling, mm -hmm. but and the the governor and his wife, his sadistic wife. I thought she was American. Maybe she tried to be American in her accent. Maybe, but she's an Irish actress who interesting. Was apparently, like in a was up for a James Bond movie at some point. Like okay. she was like a, like a model. But it, this takes place in 1920. So her facelifts and surgeries, she's the first person to ever get those based in... Uh, she was kind of giving, like, Eva Perone yeah. in her, like, style, mm -hmm. but, like, a sadistic... Evil. Evil. They are the most evil. Like, she's just... She's upset that there's not enough blood. She at one they bring point, out a whip with, like, nails and shit on it, and they're, like... And Rom is, like... there's We've had a few dance scenes here, but... Yeah. Especially one where... They show all the white colonizers how to like really get it done, which yeah. is fun. But dancing. Beam is like singing this song while he's being whipped with this with this whip of thorns, and it's inspiring the the crowd until they eventually attack, and so they have to like push back on the crowd, which kind of does save Beam a little bit since an incident occurs. So they decide like, okay, we can't kill him here in front of these people because it's crazy. We're gonna hang him tomorrow. Yeah, and. But but yeah, it's like it's like Ram is like willing him with his eyes He's, to be like, please trust please, me. I just please. need you to kneel. But he can't do it. And then this amazing thing happens. Like that song was beautiful. Like that moment was beautiful. And the people you could see them and the oh, it was handled so well. They like so slowly turned to be on his side mm. you know what i mean like their faces were so gradual it was just so directed so well honestly i think everyone did an amazing acting job in this except maybe that one white woman but everyone else amazing then that evening you know beam is being held prisoner and rom is outside talking to his one confidant who calls uncle who does help him and knows what he's doing he tells him like 
I don't need to try to get these weapons anymore. I need to free Beam and take him back to the people. He can inspire everyone. He inspired these people Mm -hmm. to rise up without weapons and attack. He was like, he can do that. He has that power. I've been thinking about this incorrectly. We just need to inspire the people, which you need both. You need to inspire the people and give them guns. But we'll get there. He does get the assignment. He does, and then right after gets the assignment. But, of course... He goes, he has to go into this hanging where they set Beam up to be hanged outside of the village by his suggestion. So he can try and to get him out of there. he sabotaged the weapons. Mm-hmm. So, but the governor on the way realized, there's always these things where like sudden bits of realization that kind of seems like a stretch sometimes, mm-hmm. but, but people will, the governor realizes what's going on and then tries to kill Rom, he realized Rom's going to try to set him free, yeah. but the, but the guns are sabotaged, and so Beam is rescued, but Rom is captured after he rolls and like hits a tree. Well, Beam hits Rom in the head because yeah. he doesn't know that Rom is on his side. There hasn't been time, and Rom didn't tell Mala, so Mala didn't know. Yeah, and it just all happened so fast that then Beam and Mala got away. So Rom is now tortured. He's in a box, and Beam. He doesn't know, realize what's going on until he happens upon Rom's sister. Sitha, it's his girlfriend. Sitha, right. Now, and also we've gotten flashbacks of Rom and his father and how they were, uh, his father taught him to shoot because he was a great shot and how both of them, him and his father, and his father dies in this, but they repel an entire British force. Did you notice that it was that same story that the same general whatever the fuck that guy is yeah told that made his father leave the army because his father was in the army yeah trying to learn i don't know whatever and so he had his rifle and stuff and then that was when he saw that same man give the speech about how much a bullet is worth and and how how you shouldn't waste it on an indian yeah yeah. and he truly was like fuck this place i'm out of here yeah yeah. they came to his village to get him because he was a traitor. But yeah, he and his son like killed them all. But in the process, the father, the mother, and his little brother died. So Beam now knows what's going on. He knows Rom is like a cool dude. And he's feels guilty because he was just in this to rescue his sister. And Rom's trying to rescue the whole country. Yeah. So now Beam is like, okay, I'm going to go rescue Rom. Rom has been tortured. His legs have been busted. And so... Beam ends up finding him. He gets him out of the box. He puts Rom on his shoulders because his legs don't work. Yeah. And they've got guns. And folks, I ain't kidding you. <laughs> when I when I swear to God, this might be the best action scene. One of the best action scenes I have ever seen in my life. And there's these little details, these cool little things. And this is... You know, we got a lot of superhero movies nowadays because we it took this long until the uh, into the 21st century to really hit technology to make it look cool. Yeah. But now that we're deep into superhero movies, they do seem to sometimes forget that like, hey, things need to look cool. Yeah. That was the problem with the Flash. It did not what they thought looked cool was not cool. No. This movie understands it's got to look cool. So they're running around. He's on his shoulders. 
he's like firing like rifles, rifles in each hand. He's going Florentine with the rifles. Yeah. Meanwhile, Beam is like reloading the yeah, rifles he's, like, as he's going, and and like Ram is like swinging on a branch, holding Beam, and they're flipping over the wall while they're on each other's. Just hearing it, if you haven't seen it, this sounds just completely it fucking even insane. Make sense. But it's but but brilliant. I swear to God, it's the coolest shit you will ever see. Once they get into the woods, there's a moment where they get to this like altar, and Beam is able to dress Ram's wounds, which so immediately he's healed, right? So he yeah. dresses his wounds. He's, he like doesn't have any skin on one of his knees or something, and so that's why he couldn't walk. Or I don't know, but he puts all the goop on him. Bandages him all up, and then he takes this like orange sash off of the statue and like makes this. It's like, like a temple of this being, a very common story in India, but it's like a a fable, like a religious character. Okay. I figured the guy that had the bow and arrow. Oh yeah. So Ram em- essentially embodies this infamous deity or something. Yeah. Like that. So he's wearing this like orange toga outfit, and he gets this arrow bow and arrow and he stands up and his hair (laughs) and his hair grew long while he was in okay he couldn't have been in prison longer than like maybe a week yeah um they really let his hair grow and this is the part this was the moment when i was like you're team rom i'm team rom he stood up and he's got this bow and arrow and he's got these orange pants and his hair is out here and his beard is longer and he just is like a god you know the men get there and then two guys fight off again like a hundred people. Look, look, the ending, the last half hour of this movie is very simple. Yeah. These two dudes fucking kick colonizer ass, waxing British dudes. Uh, the the sister's been rescued, I believe, at this yeah, point. Yeah, she's with Sita now. They're all safe. Sita and the older guys that were helping him. The weapons distributed, scumbag governor dead, India, revolution. Yes. And... Like I said before, it could have done... Uh, we watched this at 11.30 at night. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't finish until after 2. 2.30. Like, watching it in maybe the worst time you could try to watch a movie and stay awake. Yeah. The movie ended... In, and yeah, we're like... Jazz. I could have been seen more uh, British British forces being fucking massacred here. Yeah. I could have gotten more of that. Totally. Uh, so, you're a, you're a rom girl. I'm a beam boy. I think that's why we're perfect together, truly. Yeah. Now, RRR, if you are like, if you like superhero movies and you're hearing this, you haven't watched this, it's on Netflix. If you like superhero movies, but you're like, I would never watch that. I don't watch, I don't watch, I don't know much about Bollywood or mm-hmm. Tollywood mm-hmm. or movies from India myself. It's, mm-hmm. It is kind of a blank spot. If you think you wouldn't like something like this, but you would go see a superhero movie... You will like this. I've heard people that don't like superhero movies are, like, praising this movie. Sure. Because it embodies the 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 fantastical elements and the fun things that movies should be. Yeah. And that's why this movie gets so much praise across the board. I honestly think, like, even with the examples of the great movies we... Superhero movies we know back in our childhoods... Uh-huh. This one is kind of like cream of the crop. It really is. It's it's an epic. Yeah. It's legendary. Yep. It's it makes you think of like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Life of Pi. Like it kind of is in that like fantastical outside of reality world that is I don't know, it's just it was beautiful. And and yeah, they came back with Rom and two big trucks of guns and 
British yes. is going down. If Zack Snyder knew how to capture emotion or knew how to get good acting roles from his actors, he could do this because he is good. His CGI would be better. Mm-hmm. He he can do action scenes. There has to be a focus on the heart of it. Yes. There has to be an actual reason. There has to be... The bad guy cannot just be like a mound of dust. It needs to be like someone who has is hurting an entire community and you have to rise up against them. Like, What's like a Western version of this would be like maybe a super stylized, a- action-oriented uh, movie about... Uh, Custer getting his ass killed. Sure to oh yeah. by what Sitting Bull, those guys. Like I, that would be a great movie to see, like uh <laughs> Custer getting killed Absolutely. by these tribes, but it should be played up fantastic. What's the quick like Tarantino this. one where they kill the white men? But Django's Django a good example, is actually. Like, maybe the closest we have in America to something like this. And even then, this one action wise is turned up to like yes. eleven. Look, you hunt movies, I hunt movies, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you give one through five, I give one through five, combined for best out of ten? Yeah. I cannot decide. I think it's a... Mm. <laughs> do I give it a 4.75? I think I do. I'm going to give it a 4.75. I think it's an I think it's an S-quality movie. I think we... the best superhero movie I've ever seen. I agree with you. We've, we've been pretty kismet. And if it wasn't for that la- well, that one role, I wasn't really enthralled with. It could have been a five. Maybe a little tighter CGI. Mm-hmm. It could have been a five. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. It is a 4.75. Yeah. So that means RRR by S.S. Rajamuli, where echoing the praise of this amazing film that embodies the fun things that an action movie should be. Yeah. And it is... Uh, better than any superhero movie you've seen in two decades. Yeah. Swear to God. Absolutely. So, yeah. I don't even think it's uh, debatable. No. Ooh, this is in... Uh, this is up with some heavy Rarified hit. air. Rarified air. Is it better than Night of the Hunter? I'm going to oh, say no. I'm going to say no because of the reasons you cited. Yes. I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, because Night of the Hunter, I wouldn't change a single thing visually about Night of the Hunter. Those scenes of the children going up and down the river, I just want like a loop of that playing in the background of my life. It's like so calming and beautiful. All right, Focals, check it out. Look at this. We got seven S-tier movies. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, we, these are some fucking heavy hitters. And so far, the greatest movie of all time is Michael Mann's Thief. Still. <laughs> better than Sunset Boulevard. Better I than still kind of disagree with that, but okay. No. We're going to let it ride. <laughs> I know. I'm happy with We're going to let it ride. They're all the same, right? Eventually. But yes. Eventually. RRR. So good. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's a fucking S-tier GM. All right? All right. Go run. Don't walk to your um, cousin's Netflix account. <laughs> Get that login and behold a cinematic masterpiece. Yes. All right. So high, high praise. Check the show notes for links and other places to find us. Death to all traitors. You colonizing scumfuck cunts. Die traitors. Die, die, die. (laughs) 